Well, as Paul said, we are, have begun our series in the Lord's Prayer on these evenings. So if you want to have your Bibles open, it, uh, Matthew chapter 6 would be the place to turn to. This is, uh, for many of you will know, this is just an amazing prayer. <clears throat> Hundreds of thousands of words have been written on the topic of prayer, and yet Jesus gives us about 52 words, depending on your translation, to teach his disciples uh, and how to pray, to equip them to pray, and to encourage them in their prayer life. So we're going to be meditating on just the next phrase in this prayer, which is, hallowed be your name. But before we do that, I just want to, to make you aware of just two pictures that Jesus paints for us in the preceding verses. There are two pictures of two men. One man is seen praying in public, and another man we see praying in private. The man praying in public prays so that men look at him and see how wonderful his prayers are. He's described as a hypocrite. And the other man, we discover he prays in private, and we don't know what he prays, but his Father in heaven knows what he prays, and we're told that he receives an eternal reward. I think the, one of the questions that this provokes for us is, what do we need? At the start of this week, what are the things are you thinking to yourself, I need? Well, here's a prayer that has six requests. And the first three requests are to do with our Father in heaven and that his sovereign rule will be extended over all. Let me just quickly paint the shape of them. Uh, we're told to pray that hallowed be your name. In other words, that your character will be honored by all. That our Father's kingdom would come. That his rule would be established over all. And that his will would be done. That his plans may be accomplished in all. And so just notice in those first three requests, we see those word, the word your. The last three requests are, 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 are for our physical and spiritual needs, for now and forever. We are to pray to the Father as our Savior. And so here quickly they are. Give us our daily bread is a prayer. There are resources that, that God will provide the resources we need for life. Uh, Forgive us our debts is a, a prayer that God will pardon our sins and save us from his judgments. Lead us not into temptation is a prayer to protect us from the trials from Satan. And so just notice the words us and our in those three requests. That's the shape of the Lord's Prayer. And it's helpful for us to see that shape because the first three requests point us to, to God and what his needs are. They make us consider God's concerns above our concerns. So let us just turn now and think of that, that first request, hallowed be your name. Well, hallowed might be a, a word that seems unfamiliar to us, old-fashioned, but it is a word we use quite often. Uh, for those of you who are into sports, uh, you will know that often the commentator uses this phrase, hallowed, the hallowed ground. In other words, it is, a, it is an awesome and precious place where the sport is played, something to be feared. 
Well, hallowed means uh, holy. So when Jesus says to hallow God's name, he is pointing to the preciousness and holiness of God's name. God's name is not just some great name amongst other great names. It is the great name. Well, we all have names, don't we? And for some of us, we know what those are, the meaning of our names are. Uh, for example, if your name's Andrew, mine's not, but if your name's Andrew, uh, your name can mean brave or warrior-like. Uh, but more often than not, our, our meanings of our names don't match up with really who we are. How many Andrews here tonight would consider themselves to be brave and warrior-like? Well, I'm sure there'll be some who think that. Uh, but if we had to ask their friends, well, I think there'd be less who think that their friends are warrior-like and brave. Well, when we come to God's name, his name matches word for word with who he is. Here are some of the names we find in the Bible uh, that God is called. He's called Elohim, which means creator. Yahweh, which means faithful redeemer. Abba points to us, to his fatherhood. Jesus, our savior. And one of the clearest places we find God's name spelled out is in the book of Exodus. Uh, Exodus is a book which really is about explicitly telling us about who God is, what his name is. Uh, And in the start of the book of Exodus, in chapter 6, verse 6, we find God talking to Moses, and Moses is to tell the Israelites this, this is God's name. He says, I am the Lord, and this is what his name means, I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. If you to look at that up in your Bible, you'll see the word Lord uh, spelt in capital letters, and that is really just to tell us, it's not, that, it's not telling us God's status or title, but, but rather his name, his personal name, Yahweh. And in this book of Exodus, the Lord Yahweh, we see to be faithful, we see to be merciful, we see to be one who redeems, who's a redeemer, and he is just. God says he will rescue his people, and that is exactly what he does. So God's name is not just, uh, it's not just his character, though it is, it's not just telling us he's a God of love and patience and all those things, but it also tells us what he's done and what he's doing. So I think Richard Coker helpfully sums up what it means to pray, hallowed be your name. He says, hallowed be your name means praying that everyone will honor this freely faithful redeemer who is merciful and just, Yahweh the Lord. That is what, is, that it, that's what it means to pray, hallowed be your name. Well, in these final moments, I just want to look at two ways in which, and ask the question, how should we hallow God's name? two ways in which we can do this. There could be many ways, but let's pick two. The first is in the way we speak. The other week, I was traveling on a train uh, to Glasgow in the morning, and sitting behind me was a woman. Uh, And this woman was talking to her friend, and it was one of those conversations that was very hard not to overhear. But it was also one of those conversations that wasn't really a conversation you want to hear, because it was just such a negative conversation. For half an hour, this lady uh, complained about everything. She talked about negatively about her colleagues at work in particular. She even talked disapprovingly of 
those she was about to go on holiday with. It was astounding how negative this lady was. And it was clear from this lady, as she talked, she thought of herself very highly. Her name was to be regarded well, whereas everybody else's name was mud. Every story she told worked, showed herself in a good light. Well, how do we speak of our Father in heaven? Does our speech honor him as this hallowed God, hallowed Father, or does it honor us? See, it's striking that this first request in the Lord's Prayer examines our hearts as we pray it. So the Lord's Prayer doesn't just tell us what we should pray for, but it starts to question our hearts and ask us whose name is more important. Is it God's name to be hallowed, or is it your name to be hallowed? Well, that's the first thing. The way in which we hallow God's name is in the way we speak of him. Well, the second way we can hallow God's name is in evangelism. At the heart of this first prayer request is our Father's name is a prayer for evangelism. For there's nothing that brings glory to God's name more than people turning to him in repentance and faith and finding joy in salvation. At the top of our prayer list must be found the prayer for the lost to be found, for them to submit to this Father in heaven who has this hallowed name and find great joy in knowing him. We should be praying for the cleaner at work, for our bosses, our neighbors, our family, for those we sit next to on the bus, for the, for the Amazon delivery man, and for, and for the folk we meet on a day-to-day basis. Let me conclude. Let me return to our friend, the hypocrite. So let, our friend, the hypocrite, is more concerned about his name. He prays prayers so others might hear his prayers and see him to be this great man that we want to know and think to himself that that is a godly man. Well, this man, we're told, receives his reward. It is an instant reward. He receives the affections of man, but it doesn't last. But the man who prays to his Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, is a man who receives an eternal reward. No one hears his prayers or requests, where we're told that he receives an eternal reward. So let's be people who pray because we love our Father in heaven, love to see his name hallowed in our world, desire to see his name being Uh, been proclaimed and treasured above our name.